Um, but we're having a, an issue with price point. Like everybody wants things that look super nice and that they're lasered, but they're like, can't you just sell them to me for like a buck a piece? And I'm like, I can't even buy them for that. I've got some stamping blanks that I'm working on. And then if you throw them in a tumbler or whatever, you can smooth them and polish them up. And they're pretty nice. And I think they would be fair around that price range. Um, but you know, people have these crazy expectations. What's up, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Laser Source Podcast, the number one podcast. If you are looking to scale or grow your laser business, uh, you're, you're in the right place. Uh, I'm joined today by Gio and Tony. What's up, guys? How's it going? Hey, what's going on? How's it going? And uh, we have a very special guest with us today, Wendy Phillips, right? Wendy Phillips? Coming to us from Indiana, uh, and she's just going to share some of her experience with us. Uh, I'm really looking forward to hearing all about uh, how you're using your laser. Are you, uh, first of all, how long have you had it? Are you like brand new at this, or have you been have you been burning for a while? I think we've had it going on two years, uh, one year now, and I probably got going with it about six months ago. Nice. Do you, do you just have a fiber or do you have a CO2 also? Nope. Just have a fiber. Mm -hmm. um, it's my father's and I'm just kind of helping him. And we work together as a team, kind of trying to figure it out. Nice. And so he's the technical side. I'm kind of the user side. That's, that's very, very cool. Uh, do you feel like you are getting the hang of it? do yeah if we were pretty lost and it was to the point that you know we were just i know i was i was just like i can't believe we got involved with this i'm over it mm. I'm ready to tell it and it's... move on but you know we just had nowhere to go yeah um we got our machine from the manufacturer so it comes straight from the manufacturer no middleman um the reason why my father chose it is because it had a five-year warranty on it and the price did include um, the customs mm -hmm. shipping and everything mm -hmm. so it was pretty good deal and, and they did try to give us good support but there was kind of a language barrier there yeah uh the manual that came with it with broken English and, yep. and very hard to understand. And then I think we just went into information overload with the internet. Yeah. And, you know, it, we had to kind of realize that and then go back to one source. And that's when my dad found Laser Everything and he said, check this guy out. Hmm. So... We started watching videos and it, I was able to get things done yeah. a little bit easier. Um, but Facebook was a nightmare. Like everybody thinks they know and they don't. <laughs> and, Definitely. Yeah. You know, the first thing you need to learn is that um, every system, every laser has different parameters and there's no set number or magic 
set of numbers that you can duplicate from machine to machine. You do have to just work it out. You got to burn a lot of stuff. Yeah, and, we uh, explain that to a lot A lot of people that download the parameter library are like, well, they're not working. And I'm like, it gets you like 80% of the way there, you know, over at the Laser Master Academy. But that last 20%, like you've got to walk that last mile yourself. Every machine is different. They, it, it takes work. You have to put some work in to get results for sure. To uh, the gentleman that bought like a Glowforge, mm. right? And he does... He does custom leather work. He makes like holsters and knife sheaths and wallets and things. And he's just like, I just plugged mine in and just threw everything in there. And it's like easy. And I'm like, well, that's because it's not a fiber. Like it's a whole different beast. But my, uh, my guys that you saw earlier, my dad, my husband and my son um, are all into guns. Um, three gunners and Good. things like that mm -hmm. build a lot of their own stuff. So this is just kind of part of it, right? Right. Um, marking mags and maybe doing some work. So that was their goal. So I'm just along for the ride. Sure, sure. Like I just do whatever I can. And in the beginning, we didn't know what we couldn't do. So my husband and I were marking up like rocks leather everything i mean and you're not even supposed to be able to do leather with fiber but we didn't know yeah we did it i mean we have an episode um, on the channel about how to mark leather with a fiber laser the fiber lasers are cool because you can you can take advantage of them and kind of bend the rules on a lot of stuff um it's it's not what the machine was designed for, which I like to say a lot. I say that out loud pretty often. That's not what the machine is designed for, but you can certainly get like usable results if you just spend the time experimenting, which it sounds like you have. Yeah, but it's, it's pretty interesting, the dynamic here, because so I'm one of those people that I just find a workaround, right? If I want to get something done, because my goal is, you know, the end the end result I want. And right. my dad's like precision and everything. He's like more geo. He like wants to know why everything works when yeah. it has to line up. And I'm just like, just arrow that laser and just burn it, man. Let's go. Yeah. You know? And he's like, no, we got to get a jig. And we got So it's funny. Like we all have to have a lot of times with the laser because we all do things differently. And we're about ready to feel like we need another one. So... That's, that person can do their thing over there. That's really cool, though, be, like to have that at your disposal, because, um, you know, like that's kind of how we get in this in the staff channels uh, on the discord, because we all do things very differently. Um, and having that kind of like cooperative effort with people looking at things from different angles and wanting to tackle problems different ways is a huge benefit. And to have all of those different like personalities and angles of attack, like within your own household, that that's got to be like a huge asset for you guys, for sure. Right, right. Um, so it's just, you know, trying to find the time. I don't know how you guys do it. Like you guys have full time jobs. I mean, I know what your situation is, Alex. Congratulations. Thanks. Um, on being able to like just do this all the time. But um, I actually have two other businesses. Wow. So I'm in a business Whoa. admin, my husband's trucking company, and then I have my own business. And then 
of course, I'm kind of entrepreneurial. So anything I do spend time at, I need a return on investment and my investment is time. So everything I burn, I try and make it where it is marketable. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Absolutely. Yep. So he just has all day to like hang out and do plenty of stuff. <laughs> Totally. Yeah. You, you gotta, you know, I mean, there's, there's a lot of people and I think we've talked about this on the podcast before, but there's a lot of people that are just like, I just want to do this as a hobby and it's fun for me and I enjoy it. And that is totally fine. But if you want to generate revenue, you like have to go into it with that mindset. Like everything you do has to produce a return. It's really important, especially in this business, because it, if, if you're undercharging or not charging at all, which a surprising number of people do, uh, it's, it's very difficult to make the money back on the machine, let alone a profit. So uh, it definitely sounds like you're on the right track there for sure. I'm, I'm really curious because most people like start with like a diode laser or a CO2 laser and then kind of like move on and, and get into the fiber world, you just like, boom, fiber, like right out of the gate. What like informed that purchasing? Just like, did you know that it did metal and you knew you needed it for firearms and that was just like, it was just a linear path to you or like what, what kind of went on there? It, it's my father's unit. So he did a lot of research right. and that's what he essentially wanted to do with it. Mm-hmm. So he's the one that researched and did the purchasing. And then, you know, I just, there's a learning curve with everything. So, you know, I didn't know how hard the fiber was compared to everything else before. Right. So um, it, it, it was just all the same. It was, going to be a learning curve no matter what. I think you just have to be patient with it. Um, but the decision he said um, that led him to the fiber was the guns. Right. Sure. And is that primarily what you find yourself marking with the machine? Like to this day is like firearm centric stuff. <laughs> well, um, so we, I of course, you know, jumped in. And uh, my daughter wanted to do some, uh, what do I call them, little festivals, you know, do the tent pop-up thing where you go to craft shows. And I didn't want her going by herself, so I was just like, hey, I'll just order a bunch of stuff from JDS that I think will um, sell nicely. And I just burnt a nice little, you know, variety of things. And then we did the summer we went to little pop-up shows and things. Um, the guys really want me. My dad's a retired fireman, so oh. he wants to do some axes, of course. Um, lately, we've been kind of dabbling with coins, trying to figure out coins. Um, so we're just all over the board. You know, he has projects he wants to do, and I just I want to find that niche that I can get return on my investment. Right. Um, so and it's hard. It's hard. Wendy, what's, it, the, what's the machine in question? What is it? I don't know if it was mentioned before I got here, but what do you know? What is the machine that we're talking about? We have, we bought from Siemens. It's a 50 watt fiber. A Rakus. Rakus. Okay. 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 Yeah, but um, that's, it sounds like you guys might be reaching that that point where you might benefit from like another 30 watt maybe just to 
yeah. to get you around if you don't want to, you know, pony out more money for another 50 watts. So um, if you ever need help with coins, I'm that guy. If you <laughs> give you any yeah. pointers, but coins, I love doing coins. And I actually found I was like you sort of when I started, I started with a fiber and um, I didn't know what I wanted to do. I think at some point I was looking at firearms and, and all that good stuff. And then I just honed in on coins. And ever since then, I do coins and a lot of EDC stuff, what they call like a lot of things people put in their pockets. I like doing stuff like that. It's very fun. So um, if you ever need help in that aspect, I'm here. I don't know. I, I, I've got this scheme. I don't know how weird you guys want this podcast to we, get. Weird. We like I it weird. This, okay. Yeah. <laughs> so I have this scheme where I'm trying to bring coins back in this area. So like um, I was contacted by doing those uh, festivals over the summer by the local canine unit. So they want to do our our county's um, police dogs on one side and then the county's logo on the other. So I've been trying to um, work out some details with them. That He said to me he had some made, but he didn't like them because they looked like poker chips. Hmm. And he wanted some out of metal. And so I was trying to find a happy medium where they could pass these out to the community and kind of bring awareness and then that in turn gets the donations to help them keep the canine program going in our county. Um, but we're having a, an issue with price point. Like everybody wants things that look super nice and that they're lasered, but they're like, can't you just sell them to me for like a buck a piece? And I'm like, I can't even buy them for that. Yeah. Thank you. Amazon. Right. Yeah. yeah. So um, we're, we're trying to, to find the need and service it, but the problem is, it's just, I don't know if it's because we live so close to a major city, or like Alex said, it's Amazon, but um, I've got some stamping blanks that I'm working on, and then if you throw them in a tumbler or whatever, you can smooth them and polish them up, and they're pretty nice, and I think they would be fair around that price range. Um, but, you know, people have these crazy expectations, you know, like my dad has an actual challenge coin from when he retired from the fire department and it is enameled and the whole nine yards. And I don't know if where the disconnect is from something that fancy to what they really want to pay for. Right. Right. So that's the challenge. A little bit of insight on coins since it, I seem to sell quite a bit. Um, I started importing coins whenever I can. So I, I like I've really honed into the 40 millimeter by three uh, brass, mm -hmm. copper and copper nickel or copper nickel, copper nickel, whatever they call that. Um, pricing for some reason, I, it, it's all very, very subjective, I guess. Do, are you doing the artwork? It, I, I honestly do not. My coins start at 27. I, it doesn't matter what, how big, how small. One sided, you're, it's 27 because I do a lot more stuff for the finishing. I sandblast most of my finishes. Um, people seem to like that. Another uh, uh, something that I'm also experimenting with is um, if you deep etch, you can. I've I've been um, testing with epoxy, so backfilling instead of using some enamel paints. I've been testing with epoxy and I'm having some pretty good success. Like people are really liking that. So depending on what the requirements are for that, you know, for that canine coin, 
you can come up with some neat things and maybe bring the cost down. I mean, just it all depends on how deep you're going, what the finishes are and stuff like that. So it, under a buck, that's a buck. There's, that's, there's that's a lot of variables, it. but I mean, like, yeah. I think I think another option to going down the road might be that it's time to investigate some new wavelengths. Uh, there, there might be a CO2 in your future because with a CO2, you can get like some really nice hardwoods um, from like, we, we use Ukuch, uh, which is great. And they have like really, really nice sheets of hardwoods for like 24 bucks. You can get like a solid piece of walnut and you can throw that in something like a gantry CO2 and cut 50 coins and walk away from it, you know, and, and you come back and you've got 50 coins cut and and ready to go and your price points can be way lower on that it's not metal but like it's another option for people you know and organics are kind of off the board for you right now so um that that might be another way to handle like a situation like that too i i always find that like i i make more sales when i offer people as many options as humanly possible and i i put the ball in their court and let them pick you know i don't get me wrong Fiber coins are really, really nice, um, but you have to find somebody with deep pockets. And it's especially difficult with um, something like the the sheriff's office, right? Because it's publicly funded, like they their budget is what it is. Um, so there's not a lot of wiggle room there. Whereas like if you're working with like, I know Tony has some great corporate clients and they just they just throw money up in the air. It doesn't matter to them. So um, I, I, maybe maybe time for CO2. Do you have any hopes of like expanding your, your wavelength reach anytime soon? Is that something that you've considered or are you like hard line sticking with the fiber? Well, no. So the man behind the scenes says that he is interested in that, but mm. I am concerned about like a whole cooling and all of that. Like so many cables and wires and ducts and things going on. Like it's yeah, it's <laughs> it, it's definitely more of like a like a setup for sure. Um, but you know, I mean, there's 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 alternatives. I mean. The, the chiller and like cooling and stuff is is very ominous, but it's not that bad once you sit down. It's I'd rather do that than, than learn the fiber again. If I had a choice, <laughs> I, w- I would much rather like learn learn CO2. I, I think I'd learn a CO2 first, actually. The, the chiller is scary, but it's once you get it down and you have like proper ventilation, it's easy enough to like cut a thing and you stick it in the window and just vent outside. And I mean, it's, yes, it's, it's a lot for sure. But the, the power that comes with being able to double the amount of like materials that you can do, uh, I don't know. It's just, it's, I would seriously consider it for sure. If it was me. And, and no, but with mm-hmm. the CO2, you also got to, re- sorry, I think we're decent. Um, the, with CO2, I mean, it, it is more stuff and you also can't walk away from it. So mm. just a little, little hint. I just said that I don't feel like I can walk away now. Like I've had some weird stuff where the fibers just kind of, I say it was Peepy Cat. It just kind of went and did its own thing and burnt a hole in a slate poster. Like, so I, I really don't feel at this point I could walk away. Do you know if you have uh, light burn should fix that? Yeah, I was going to say, do you know if you have EasyCAD 2 or EasyCAD 3? Then you, yes, you have light burn to look forward to, which will be uh, great news for you, <laughs> for sure. Well, 
So, yeah, I don't understand any of that. Am I going to have to change anything on no. the control board? Nope. Just the software. All you have to do is <clears throat> buy Lightburn, and uh, and it's literally going to just work with your fiber right out of the gate. Uh, all of everything that you've you've taken the time to learn and understand with EasyCAD directly translates to how Lightburn is going to be set up for fiber lasers. Uh, so you have that to look forward to as well. It's it's all speed, power, frequency, different hatch settings. Or it's all the same, just in a piece of software that that is in a, a piece of garbage. Uh, so yeah, it's stable. Yeah. It's going to help me with that, right? <laughs> we're, we're here. That's yeah. It's it's yeah, it's we're, be, we're beta testing it. We're, we are beta, really testing beta testing it. right now. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and so the reason people are so excited about it is because, like I said, like usually people learn on diodes or CO twos, and Lightburn is the go to software for that. So um, they're taking a piece of software that most of these people like know and love so much and applying it to something that they hate. Uh, so it, it it's a it's definitely going to make your job much easier. It's going to make your workflow uh, a lot faster and uh, like you said you're, you're concerned with uh return this is going to help your bottom line big time so uh you're you're lucky you have easycad too because they still don't know if they're supporting easycad 3 or not yet um but you are definitely going to have access to this so that'll be a really really big deal for you on that have you heard uh, sorry the price point and timeline oh on sure that. yeah uh timeline sometime in 2022 they are exactly sure yet they're still ironing some things out uh and the closest we know about price uh what's the dsp now guys uh like 120 120 so 120. probably somewhere around 120 uh so really not bad it's pennies compared to the cost of the machine for sure 120 dollars yep yeah sure to, to make the easy cat headache go away? Yep. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. 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 I mean, Wendy, you got to think it, it's either that or pay $1,600 to go easy cat through, which I was like a week away to do. I was literally a week away. Yeah. Cause when just, you, just so get out you, of the easy, yeah. you asked when, when we brought up Liper and you asked if you had to swap out like your controllers or anything. If you want to upgrade from EasyCAD 2 to EasyCAD 3, which is marginally better, you do have to switch out your controller and you have to rewire a bunch of stuff and it's a gigantic, horrible nightmare. And Tony was just about to pull the trigger on it and spend $1,600 on an EasyCAD 3 card like a week before they made the announcement. Um, so... Uh, it's definitely something, definitely something to be excited about and, and look forward to. If you haven't already seen it, uh, and this goes out to to you guys out there listening to this as well, uh, we did post like a sneak peek live stream uh, on the channel where we like ran a couple jobs on the fiber laser with Lightburn, so you can like see how it looks and and works and stuff. Uh, and it's it's very very easy. So uh, you if you haven't already seen that, once you watch it, I think you'll be I think you'll be very very excited about it because uh, it's, it's really going to help out. Have you have you experimented with like different lenses for your fiber laser at all yet, or are you do you just have the one that came with it from the the manufacturer? No, we actually have the 110 that came with, and then for the coins, I go down to the 70. And then when I was doing some of the aluminum JDS cake pan leads, I don't know if you guys are familiar with those. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, yeah. A 420. Oh, it'll be oh, man. 300 millimeter. Yeah, it's just oh, okay, a, it's yeah. 420, but it's a 300. Yep. So 300, 110, and a 70. 
Nice. That's you got awesome. a good range for yeah. 50 watt. That's perfect. That's a great range. I still have not. I have the 60 watt uh, M7 and I have I, I don't have anything bigger than 200 because I'm just using the 30 watt laser lenses with it. So I'm excited to be able to bring the 300 millimeter in and like try it on a machine that it will actually do something with. Is the uh, is the 300 millimeter lens giving you good performance at 50 watts? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I do pretty good with it. Do you have a Do you have um, a favorite out of all of those? Like, if you had to like give up all your lenses and just keep one? Gosh, I don't know. Um, <laughs> oh, I I worked a little bit with the big one, the, the three hundred, just to do those lids. I did like I don't know, five or six of them. And then some of those uh, acacia and slate cutting boards that they mm. sell, they came out pretty nice. I mean, it was really simple. I didn't have any problem once I found my focus. Yeah. I would say burning through the coating, the paint coating on the lids took a little bit, just I think would be kind of um, similar to like doing tumblers. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I hate it. I have played with all the lenses. Um Probably the the 110 the most, but the 70 I like because it it just gets shit done. I mean, it, we're right there. We can burn through all kinds of stuff. So I'm yep. kind of to the point. So I guess that would probably be my favorite. That's awesome. Um, I need to kind of get some courage up and, and, and get going with that rotor, though. Mm. Um, that is one of equipment that has come with it that we haven't really messed a whole lot with yeah Um, in the beginning we were kind of lost and i did get lesson um where a gentleman remoted in and we did a video zoom call he went over things with me and he checked my system and he calibrated a lot of stuff and explained that to me as we went along, um, some of which soaked in, some didn't. Um, I have to go back to um, Laser Master Academy or the Laser Everything videos to kind of put the pieces together on my own. Um, we we had some issues going on. I had some wires actually inside the machine that had come loose for whatever reason. Mm. So problems that I was having wasn't really helping me as a beginner because things just weren't working like they were supposed to. Right. And then you get all confused and you get analysis paralysis and then you don't know where you are. So that was money well spent. And I mean, he was excellent and he took his time and was very easy to understand. Um, So we, we did have to have some lessons in the Mm. beginning to kind of get over that. But then when we found the wire that was loose, you know, my husband's like super good at fixing things. He's a fabricator. Yep. Uh, so he just came in and soldered the wire back on and then we got everything set up. And, and from then it's gotten easier. And then, like I said, along with finding this group, I feel like I'm definitely moving forward in a more positive way. And I, I definitely think we're going to be able to get some stuff done this year that we were kind of on the struggle bus with last year. Um, yeah, was the was the wire issue preventing you from using your machine at all or was it preventing you from using the rotary? 
Um, I think it was more um, a rotor issue. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, you know, like I said, my father likes things to work like they're supposed to work. So yeah. when yep. we got it, he had to go through everything. Um, and just not knowing, like, you get lost. Like, EasyCAD has a lot of plugins that don't necessarily apply because they were too lazy to take it out of the software. Yep. So as a new person, you're thinking all of these different things under the laser ought to do stuff. And really, yeah. there's split mark and mark, right? Yeah, there's, I mean, there's, right. there's split mark <clears throat> is decent. Rotary mark does most of the things that split mark will do for you. Um, and then there's the text mark is okay. If you're doing like very specifically rings, like uh, text mark can be, can be pretty useful uh, and then project, but that's it. And that's four out of like a dozen that come with most manufacturer copies of EasyCAD. And like you said, most of them are worthless and do nothing uh, or are old versions of the, of the plugin files. Uh, another issue that will, uh, likely be quickly remedied uh with light burn um but yeah the, the rotary's not that bad when you when you get to sitting down to to play with it um we have a really really great rotary setup guide if you need a refresher course it's one of the free videos on the channel um that kind of walks you through step by step to make sure things are are set up the way that they need to be and it gets most people up and running there's it's got quirks rotary in general have has quirks uh whether you're uh on co2 or uv or fiber uh or or anything else the diode lasers rotary takes something that should be very very simple and and overcomplicates it just inherently so um Uh, it doesn't help that they all use different stepper motors with different step counts and different amperages and yeah it's a mess it's a mess. It, it's a mess for sure, but um, it's it's not that bad. And like I said, you've got the the group at your back, the winds at your back on that too. So um, I, you know, I'm sh- I'm I'm sure you're going to do awesome stuff. And I'm glad that you're excited. I am jealous that you love your 70 so much because the only time that I've actually plugged it into my machine was to find the focal distance, and then I I never put it back in again. And I actually got a 50 millimeter lens not too long ago, and that thing just straight up scared the shit out of me <laughs> couldn't believe i couldn't believe it I, have any of you guys ever used a 50 millimeter lens before it's no. it's i used my 70 once it's frightening it's legitimately frightening it, like there's just like so much power like i and even with like the the good no ir like like goggles goggles on it like i just was like i'm gonna burn the eyes up my eyes out of the back of my head like it is a lot so i i want to spend some more time with smaller lenses i haven't touched tony's tony sent me a pile of uh those those little coins the blank the coin blanks too and i haven't touched those at all either you guys are talking about stuff that i've been wanting to do forever and i just haven't even i haven't even started to 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 mess around with it yet i know there's a lot there's a lot to do but um that's really exciting and i'm glad you're sounding so much more positive about uh like the direction things are going to tony using all the time what's that repeat that one more time wendy what's your favorite lens what do you use Um, most so it depends um if i'm doing a single batch coin i'll use the 70 um just to get because I, when I do coins, I'm, I'm really not worried about the final finish. I know there's people that when they when they laser a coin, they want to hit it really smooth and then just inch it. 
not me. I, I just want to dig and just get it done because I refinish all my coins. So it's either going to get blasted or polished. So I'm not concerned with if I get slag or any like ugly stuff, I don't brush them or nothing. So if I want to get to where I need to go 70, if I'm doing about four, three to four pieces, four pieces, I'll jump up to the 175. So if I know that someone ordered 12 coins, I'll do four at a time. I'll go to the 175. Takes a little longer, but I can, I can do four at the same time. Uh, better than the 110. The 110, you're kind of squeezing it. So I don't want to um, hit the edges too too shallow. So 175. But my 110 is is probably my favorite um, out of all the all the lenses. 70 and 110. I kind of I don't know. I don't know which one's my favorite, but I believe is is probably going to be the 110 for me, for me at least. The 110 is my favorite yeah. too. It just does everything. It just does everything yeah. like really, really well. It's a it's a really good balance between size and power. Four inches ends up being like a, a decent amount of space for for most things. So Gio, what do you? Because you have your 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 weak sauce thirty. What what do you find yourself playing with the most often? Uh, so I ordered a seventy. I ordered a one twelve and a one ten. Uh, by mistake and then a uh, i have my 175 and i predict 175 came in machine and that's the only one i have dialed in perfect so i use my 175 that's completely underpowered for my machine mm. <laughs> yeah it takes two minutes to do, do you, i know yeah you gotta so normally when i go to play with it i, I got a small amount of time to do it while the kids are asleep or you know whether uh before I have to go do make dinner or something. So I just, I do what's set up. Yeah, totally. Yeah. I don't, my kids are grown and I don't cook anymore. <laughs> you have a little more time. I, I'm jealous. <laughs> but, but. How, um, so you, you mentioned that you're doing like the, um, like craft fair kind of like thing and like going, you're like actually like setting up tables and you've got stuff that you've marked and you're selling it just marked already have yeah what where are you on like the e-commerce spectrum they like is there no interest at all or is it something that you want to look at down the road so i i have, I have a website i've got my domain name and everything nice I've been struggling with getting the pictures taken and i've finally just given up and they're going to be what they're going to be mm. and so i get that thing published right um, but I do recall a um, podcast you did with a gentleman when he, where he was, it, I mean, it's slick. Everything he had from, from Canada? Alex Campbell oh, from right. Etchified. Oh, yeah, yeah, everybody loves Alex's yeah. website. Yep. Yeah, I haven't visited it yet. I, I forgot to jot down, you know, what it was. But he was talking about plugins where they can kind of design their own stuff. Oh, was Zakiki. Yep, Zakiki. And I tried to find that, and I don't know if it's compatible with Wix or if uh, I can. I think it's a Shopify is. plugin, um, right? No, I I went through that issue. Um, you're not going to get it on Wix because it, it's it it can't. Uh, it works with Shopify and WooCommerce. That's the reason why I paid for Wix for nothing, and to find out at the end of the day, it it won't work. And now I can't do knives. I can't because it's considered a weapon so they're kind of 
they had a whole bunch of rules. So mm. I, I just don't know if I'm going to go any further with it. I may cancel it and try and find something a little bit more um, that that doesn't mind having those type of things. Shopify is expensive, but much more liberal in what it allows you to sell without giving you the smackdown. Um, and it has a lot of very awesome matured plugins that have been around for a very, very long time, uh, Zikiki included, um, that, that have just been like really, really well refined at this point. Even the Laser Everything website's still on Wix. I'm not, I'm not preaching from a, a high pedestal up here. I, I haven't, I haven't done any work to upgrade that myself, but, um, it's just better in, pretty much every way. Wix is great yeah. for like getting your, your wings spread and, and standing up and saying, I'm on the internet. But like after you accomplish that, there's better places to, to migrate to. So you might as well just keep your Wix website for a little while while you're working on like the Shopify in the background, if you can afford that. And then, you know, build out like some of those better tools and start learning how to use some of those plugins. Cause yeah, you're absolutely right. Uh, the stuff that Alex Campbell showed off on his interview episode was just kind of melts your brain a little bit when you realize those tools are out there for you. Yeah. My neighbor had the same issue with, uh, he had, uh, he does plasma cutting. Well, now laser cutting, he bought a, a laser, but um, he did a design with garden gnomes that were holding uh, firearms and he got booted from his, that listing got booted for him. So he ended up switching over to uh, Shopify. Yep. Uh, the thing I, I've been trying to do little things to kind of get up and going because I also listen to the podcast. I hate to keep saying this, but I listen to... Like I said, five days a week, at least an hour a day, just to kind of stay up and learn and get going. Um, where you guys were talking about um, growing, you know, trying to grow your business. Yeah. So I kind of got myself in a little bit of a jam because I didn't even think about the time frame that it was. Late November, decided to do my free Google listing. Mm, the um, Google My Business, right? Google My Business, yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. And uh, wow, wow, that that kind of took off. And then I had like a vacation kind of at the first couple weeks of December. And, and it, 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 it was a potential shit show, but we kind of handled it. So wait, I really was seeing it. Let's, let's, let's rewind for a second. So, um, so you're... <laughs> I don't know. Maybe we should save this for a bonus episode. Now I have some juicy questions. Um, yeah. We're just about at 40 minutes. I think I'm going to draw the line. W Wendy, did you want to hang out with us for a bonus episode of the podcast today? Do anything. Okay, great. Uh, so then uh, I'm going to leave you guys on that cliffhanger. If you want to hear my juicy questions for Wendy about uh, Google My Business and the potential shit show, for which I have many, um, go sign up for the Laser Master Academy. You, you're a member over there, Wendy? Like, oh, should be. that's awesome. Yeah, that's welcome. so cool. Thank you. Uh, so he, Wendy's a member, so you should be too. Uh, go sign up for the Laser Master Academy. It's an awesome way to support the channel. That's its primary function. You do get some bonus goodies. There's 
hundreds of hours of uh, bonus live streams on there where we're just working through jobs, normal day-to-day -day stuff in the office. We're gonna be recording some new ones soon. Uh, we've got bonus episodes of the podcast. So if you like listening to the podcast, like Wendy does, uh, and you wanna hear what else she has to say, go sign up for that because uh, that's that's going to be really, really good. And um, you get instant access to our uh, fiber laser and CO2 laser parameter libraries. We're adding CO2 and CO2 galvos soon. Um, like we mentioned, it doesn't get you 100% of the way there, but it does 80% of the work for you. And it's a huge booster uh, when you're just getting started. And like I said, it helps to support the channel. So if you like what we're doing, uh, go sign up over there. It's masters dot laser everything dot net. Uh, Tony, Geo, thank you guys so much for hanging out with me today. I really appreciate okay. having you guys on as usual. And uh, special thank you to our awesome guest, Wendy. Thanks so much for coming on and, uh, and sharing some of your, uh, your insight with us. It's been awesome. And I can't wait to talk more about what you've got going on business-wise uh, in the bonus episode. Um, so that's, that's all I've got, guys. Thank you so much. Thank you again, Wendy. And uh, we will see you in the next one. Bye. Later.